Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Steve Sparky. 555 past the hour. Sponsored by Young Express. There are five folks over there. If you're looking for a new job or new career field, all you have to do is go to youngexpress.com. Being joined now by Jacob Morley of the Packer Report. Follow him on Twitter at Jacob Morley here on a Lambo Tobacco Green and Gold Monday. Jacob, first things first, got to talk about uh, that game yesterday in which the Packers come up on the losing end 23 uh, to 7 to the Minnesota Vikings. Lots to talk about, but what was the one biggest thing that stood out to you that maybe surprised you? Uh, from that game yesterday. Sparky, the thing that actually just broke me was the Christian Watson drop on the first play of the game. I feel like that just set the tone for the rest of the game, just the fact that you have this young guy wanting to shock the world. The Packers want to come out and say, hey, look, we're going to be okay without Devontae Adams. Oh, by the way, the Vikings actually basically traded us Christian Watson, and here we are on the first play of the game. Cooks, I mean... Cooks, Patrick Peterson, and then we all know what happened with the uh, with the drop. And then honestly, man, it just it felt like it was all downhill from there, didn't it? Or just where it just I think I tweeted just you know last night. The word of the week is going to be disjointed, just because that's what the whole game felt like, offense and defense. Just felt like they could never get any kind of rhythm. Offense was hardly on the field. Uh, for extended periods of time where, you know, they just couldn't probably run the amount of plays they wanted to run even. So it just was, it was a hot mess express and uh, something that as Packers fans, I think are getting pretty used to, pretty used to seeing in the first week of the season, especially underneath Matt LaFleur. That's kind of starting to become a reoccurring theme. And it's, it's really not just last year either, Spark. If you think back to the, the very first, game he coached against you know the bears i think the what final score was 10 to 7 or something or another and you know that was the famous aaron Rodgers. we have a defense uh thing that you know he said post game and the only reason he said that was because the offense was trash the only time the offense really came out in week one and has looked good was the COVID off season where say what you want about off season activities all this and that but that was the same for every team in the sense that nobody really got to have an off-season type of activity. And you have a Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback, probably doesn't need it as much. Um, but when he's not doing it, I think we're seeing you know other teams can get a leg up on him when he's not doing it, and they are, as opposed to everyone just not doing it. So it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough place to be in, but 
unfortunately not not a super unfamiliar place for this Packers team to be in. All right, let's talk about what everybody has been talking about, uh, and that is not playing starters in preseason. And everybody wants to focus on on Rodgers uh, specifically, but the defense wasn't playing their starters either. You had communication breakdowns all over the place uh, in that game yesterday uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Last year, after they lost to the Saints, LaFleur said he was going to have to reassess it. Uh, again, last night he says the same thing. Oh, we'll have to look internally. But really, at the end of the day, I don't think anything's going to change. Because as long as Rodgers doesn't want to play in the preseason, I don't think LaFleur is going to make him or the other starters play in the preseason. But the lack of communication on the defensive side of the ball was frightening how bad it was allowing Justin Jefferson to get open as much as he did. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think anything will change either because in five weeks from now, this team could very well be sitting at four and one, kind of, you know, same old, same old, ho-hum, whatever. You know, we don't risk our starters in the preseason. We don't look great at the beginning of the year, but we're confident that we're going to be able to figure it out as the season moves on. Um, but, you know, look, you know, I was thinking about LaFleur talking about that as well. Think, you know, hey, we want to look at this. We got our butts kicked. And that's honestly why. I said it a few days ago, a few days before the game, and albeit this is before the news about Bakhtiari and Ellen Jenkins came out because I thought they would at least get one of them. And I was just confident. I was like, you know, this Packers team I think is going to come out hot. I think they, you know, last year is going to be very much on their minds, and they're going to want to show everyone that that was a fluke or, you know, whatever. I think Rodgers, with, with these young receivers, is going to be extra motivated to come out and play well and, as we saw yesterday, that just that was not the case whatsoever. You know, the, the thing, I think from an average fan standpoint, that's, you know, not going to watch the All-22 film and all this other stuff like you and uh, everybody else uh, does, is how do you allow a receiver to get as open as he does throughout the entire game before you say, Jair Alexander, he's your guy, don't leave him, let's go. After the game last night, they asked uh, Alexander about that as far as having him shadow Justin Jefferson and Alexander said, quote, all week, I was asking for that matchup. But it ain't about me. It, it, it's about the team. It ain't about me. If it was my way, you know what I would be doing. End quote. I'm sorry. That's on the coaching staff. That's on Barry. That's on everybody on that side of the ball. Fine. You want to be stubborn and start your way and do it your way. That's fine. But at some point, you have to realize and make a, a statement of, maybe we made a mistake. We can't allow this dude to beat us single-handedly because that's exactly what happened. Right, and you translate that for Jair, and he's basically you, that translation is, "Hey, I'm ticked off. Of course, I wanted that matchup, yeah, and and you didn't give it to me. You know, the one time that we saw Jefferson and Alexander go to battle, you know, J- Jair won the battle, and obviously throughout the course of a game, Jefferson is so good, he's going to still get make plays, but you cannot let him just run free like that. And to answer your first question, with you know, how do you how does he get that open? I mean. You do have to tip your cap to O'Connell for the for the Vikings. They're scheming him open. They're they're doing that on purpose. They're getting him in advantageous matchups. And you saw it with you know he was one on one with Preston Smith at one point in the slot. Just because of the alignment that the Packers were in, they were able to kick him out, and the Vikings recognized that. So props to them to if we kick him out, the only guy that's going to be there to guard him is Preston Smith, who is clearly not equipped to to handle that. Um, so, you know, you got, you do have to give the Vikings some credit for moving him around and getting super creative with him. And that's something that, you know, Vikings fans have been calling for since Jefferson's been in the league. Let's move this guy around. Let's get him in different spots. In a lot of ways, it's exactly what the Packers did with Devontae. You know, how many times 
do the pack with Devontae go off for 150, 160 yards. We're loving it. It's great. It's awesome. But the other team is having the same exact conversation. The other fan radio stations are saying, how, how is 17 wide open all the time? How does this happen? And you do have to give credit to the offense at times that they are recognizing what the Packers want to do on defense, and they are going to get their guy into a spot where he can make plays, and okay. which is what you should do. So let's, let me ask you this. You know the personnel in this secondary, right? So you've got Rajul Douglas, you've got Stokes, you've got Jair Alexander, you've got the safety play. Is this defense better equipped in the secondary to play zone or man, in your opinion? Well, I think they should be playing man. That That's, I mean, that's a no-brainer to me. And Yeah, we, we did not see a lot of that. They just kind of sat in zone and got picked apart, right? Correct, so yes. It, it's it's going to be something where if that's, you know what, you know what, Sparky, if, if Jair wants those types of matchups and he's calling for it all week, just make him, just make him the dang defensive coordinator. Because sometimes... Sometimes the most obvious call is still the right call, Sparky. Right. Jair Alexander's your all-pro corner. Put him, follow him. Like, just, he needs to be following Jefferson. I mean, it's, it is that simple sometimes. And on the broadcast, they talked about, well, you know, the other guys need to figure out what they're doing then if Jair's going to be following this guy. Cool. Let them figure it out. And, and, we'll, and we'll die that way if they make a mistake. But we cannot continue to die with 18 just being wide open over the middle of the field or wherever he was, all over the field. It's our uh, Lambo Tobacco Green and Gold uh, interview with our guy Jacob Morley from the Packer Report uh, as we talk about a Packer loss yesterday to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and I, I want to talk about the Packers' pass rush or their lack of a pass rush. Coming into this thing, I think the expectation was the Packers were going to be able to get after the quarterback. And Rashawn Gary did get after the quarterback you know, once or twice uh, in that game. But I don't think the Packers got the amount of pressure on Kirk Cousins that maybe that they thought they were going to be able to get on him. And I definitely don't think they got the pressure on him that the fans expected them to get. No, and it was, it was a lot of feast for famine. I think, I think Preston had a nice game. I think Rashawn had a nice game. I think Kenny Clark you know, got in the backfield a couple times. But it... It just wasn't enough of a consistent push from that front seven that you would have expected, and and myself as well. You know, looking at the Vikings' offensive line, that was a, a, a place I really thought the Packers had a huge advantage. Was they should be able to be in Kirk Cousins' face the majority of this game and really make his life miserable, um, and they just didn't didn't not at least not nearly consistently enough. Let's talk about injuries uh, from this football game uh, and get your thoughts on some of the injuries. Obviously, on the offensive line, you lose uh, running, and then at linebacker, you lose two inside linebackers uh, in this game. Quay Walker leaves with a shoulder injury, uh, and then Barnes gets carted off uh, as well in this one. Of those three, uh, does one stick out more than the other as far as possibly being a bigger deal? Well, I mean, two things, I guess. One being the John Runyon Jr. injury, is a concussion, which is obviously is a big deal. That's not great, but that's something we'll probably see him back from a week or two. But the thing with that that really struck me is Zach Tom needs to be in your starting lineup. Once, as soon as he was out there on that left side, they just were getting so much more push. They were getting, uh, you know, chunk chunk plays on that left side of the offensive line. He needs to be in the starting lineup. I don't know why they're handling it the way they are, um, but unless my, my, unless our eyes deceive us, Sparky, but he's clearly. To me, it's looks like one thing. of the best five. Yep. Um, and then Quay. You know, obviously Quay, Quay. I think Quay Walker was really one of the big bright spots from that game. I thought he played really well, um, especially for a young guy. He looks like someone that's just going to fly around the field, and he might make a mistake, but 
dang, he's going to make it 1,000 miles an hour. Um, so that injury is one that I want to keep an eye on just because now with Chris Barnes going down too in the same quarter, you go from having a ton of depth at that inside linebacker position to now starting Isaiah McDuffie and Devondre Campbell. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully Quay's, you know, you're hoping for like a stinger or something like that where uh, he's going to be back next week and he'll be able to play through it. But that, to me, quite the Quay Walker injury is, is the big news on the injury front from this game. He is Jacob Morley. Follow him on Twitter at Jacob Morley Packer Report. Of course, co-hosted our draft show uh, back in April. We'll talk to him throughout the Packer season. As always, he's one of the best. Jacob, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Sparky. It is a Lambo Tobacco Green and Gold Monday. Jacob Morley joining us at 55 past uh, the hour. Of course, that's sponsored by Young Express. Check him out today at JUNGExpress.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.